athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. You're locked into the Dopey Show on radio, Box to Row. I am your host, Donald Ware. Thank you for joining us here on HR Voices, Sirius XM, Channel 141. And we got the notorious B.I.G. kicking. And it was revealed on Wednesday. Those that will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including the notorious B.I.G., you got the Peachy Mode, the Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, and Nine Inch Nails all going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And some of the music on today's program going to be reflective of those that are going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2020. Obviously, you talk about the Notorious B.I.G. Wow. I mean, and, and by the way, they have the um, currently they have playing the the. Uh, uh, on uh, wow, is it Lifetime? I think they have these, uh, you know, Hollywood relationship type deals, and they have the one with uh, Notorious B.I.G. and Faith Evans. And um, I tell you what, man, the Notorious B.I.G. went well before his time. Whitney Houston went well uh, before her time as well. And uh, so we're gonna celebrate some of those being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame musically today. Here on the program. Got a jam-packed lineup for you today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. We're going to get into this thing on the program entertainment style. So with that, Will Downing. Will Downing going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Also joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row, R&B singer Rach. R&B singer Rach going to join us on the program. She's got a couple of hits. She signed to um, Atlantic Records and is doing some big things. One of the more soulful artists, I think, when you're talking about young uh, artists, young and up-and-coming artists, you're talking about soulful artists. Um, Rach is definitely one on the rise, sort of a throwback to R&B. And you're going to be wanting to look out for that name, Rach, but you're going to hear from her today. Matter of fact, in a couple of moments here on From the Press Box, to press row the film bad boys for life in theaters now one of the stars of the film paola nunez paola nunez also going to join us today here on from the press box to press row join us why don't you hit me up via twitter at box to row b-o-x-t-o-r-o-w or on facebook b-o-x the number two r-o-w of course if you want to follow me or hit me up on my personal Twitter account. It's at dware one at dware one You can also follow me on Instagram at WareDonald. And as we continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Complicated. Love is overrated. You live in a fantasy. I'm here in a spaceship. Got a special guest on the line, uh, as a matter of fact. And when you talk about soulful, and you talk about R&B, and you talk about soul music, the artist that you want to be talking about who is super hot right now is Rach. Of course, she is signed to Atlantic Records, has an EP out called Drive, and she joins us here on the program rach welcome to from the press box to press row hello hello so glad to have me yes absolutely so glad to have you had a chance um to at least see the video for drive um which is absolutely awesome 
I, I want to start here because as I mentioned, you know, I, I'm I'm from a time when, you know, R&B was R&B. And today it's, it, it's different. It's more to me hip hop ish, if you will. But uh, when you talk about your sound, which is more soulful and is more of a, a of a throwback sort of t- to talk about that and just about your sound specifically. Yeah. Um, well, it's taken some time, honestly, to get my sound, um, and it didn't happen overnight, and it didn't happen alone. I have a very talented main producer named Bridgetown, and a crazy talented team behind me, um, GDE and Island Prolific and Atlantic Records, so I'm very grateful for all of them for helping me to create this this picture that we've been trying to paint yeah, which which you've done a, a phenomenal job um, of that. Tell us about Thank the you. yeah, no question. Tell us about the EP Drive and the inspiration be, uh, behind it. Drive was um very creative. Um, there were songs in there that really spoke to me, and um, I made my own. And there were songs that I created um, by myself and in the studio. So um, that was a really great time for me it was just getting to know my craft honestly and um you know drive the word like that's like what all last year was about for me pushing forward and continuing to do what i love because as we all know nothing is ever easy yeah um so yeah that's really where what that's all about yeah no no question and and of course the the video for drive is very very cool talk about the concept behind the video dope car by the way in that video i know right i wasn't even actually driving it i wish i was (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the concept well it was honestly it was it was given to me actually it's one thing i actually want to start working on as, as well myself um putting together my own music videos and writing together these concepts because it was so fun to shoot and be inside somebody else's interpretation of my song. Um, So, yeah, it's just really all about moving forward and pushing forward and things aren't always as they seem. You know, things change. And sometimes when you're in that moment, you can't see that for yourself. So it really shows that. Yeah. And then grow back into time. No, no question. Yeah, because even like your even the car was sort of a throwback. The clothes yeah. were sort of a throwback. It was like really, really, yeah, everything <laughs> back to like the seemed like the fifties. It was really, really cool, um, yeah. and, and a really cool video. Um, complicated though, right? Like that's the one that I first noticed you. BET plays it and sort of in rotation, uh, actually yeah. during um during uh, one of their video shows. So 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 talk about that and sort of um um you know I, I'm sure a lot of people are um talking to you about that song and that video specifically. Oh yeah, complicated is definitely one of my most popular, um and. What I'm mainly looking forward with this next year is this new music. Um, it's in vain of complicated, and we really are expanding on that sound itself and that feeling. Um, so I'm very, very excited for this new music of what's next and some more upbeat songs, um, and they're all in that vein of complicated. Yeah. That the voice of Rach, and of course you can check her out uh, on her website. My name is Rach dot com, and of course on Twitter and Instagram as well uh, under the yep, same name. That's right. She joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Can you speak to, and I know you, you know, like you said, nothing comes easy. Like it's hard work when you're in this industry. It's extremely hard work. A lot has to be put into this because a lot of, you know, quite frankly, a lot of people can sing, although I think your sound is different from a lot of people. But you've gone essentially from covers on YouTube to signing with a major label in Atlantic Records. What does that mean to you? Um, It's pretty unbelievable, actually. (laughs) Um, I'm only just now really feeling it. It's so crazy how that works. Um, But it feels great. I mean, it takes a lot of work. And in the beginning, I really was just doing this because it was my passion. But now it's my passion and what drives me. Um, You know, it takes a lot of work to 
um, be in this industry and to win um, and a lot of consistency. Like, I mean, I guess that's with everything, you know, consistency and work. Um, so, but I'm ready for all that. So I'm really, really grateful and just really taking it in and trying to embrace it, you know, so I never have to look back and be like, oh, I regret this. I, I don't ever regret a thing. I'm very C- excited and very happy. Certainly. Coming, yeah. No question. To how are you? What are you learning as as a it's a young person in in your early twenties? What what are you learning, you know, about this industry? Um, I'm learning a lot about this industry, but I think right now, like the industry is also like it's like I don't know. I think of it. I'm 24 years old. I just turned 24 years old, and I'm just discovering so much about myself. And I'm happy that I'm discovering so much about myself in this industry. Um, I think it just helps me to learn that much more about it and um, the work it takes and, you know, just, you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just really learning about myself right now. Yeah. Life is wild. Yeah, no question about it. Rach joins us here on the program. Of course, the EP uh, currently is Drive, and it is available now. Um, so now I was reading where you had plans to attend Full Sail University after high school graduation, but couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Can you take us through that time and how it sort of made you stronger? Yeah. So um, I had to, right out of high school, I stayed home to help my mom and the family business. Um, she owned a salon and day spa, and it wasn't really doing very well. We live in a small town, so having any type of business out here is kind of very trying. So I was working there, wasn't getting paid, so I had to pick up another job. I was working three jobs at one point, and, yeah, college really wasn't, like, an option for me at that point. So the way things, you know, happened and flowed just really was wild. Like, I remember... I believe in God, I'm a believer, and um, I remember saying, like, if this is for me, let it be for me, and if not, like, I can 100% accept that, like, I I give it to you, I just, like, I let it go, and then, like, I moved to Boston, and I met a DJ, and and then he wanted to introduce me to his team, and I met a production team, GBE, and it all just started, like, like, little doors started opening and windows and it was just like wild how fast it all rolled in um and it's yeah i actually forgot about that um so thanks for asking about it absolutely hold the line for me one second rach we're talking with r&b singer rach here on from the press box to press row and you can check out her website check her out on twitter and on Instagram, she's got some great music. She's got a new EP on the way as well. We're going to step aside, take a break, come back. More of our interview with Rach right here on Box to Row on HR Voices Sirius XM Channel 141. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Faith and I'm hanging out with my man, Donald Ware, on From the Press Box to Press Row, baby. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. Stop and stare my reflection, lost and found. Continuing the conversation with R&B singer Rach here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And is there any one thing that happened specifically uh, that made you realize music in this industry uh, is for you? Um. Yeah, I think that was really it. Like, I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I sang at church and... Um, people would always be like, oh, you sound like an angel. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, yeah, like, I can sing, like, I'm good. <laughs> and I would watch American, I would watch American Idol. And, like, 
with my family religiously. We'd watch it every, I don't know, what was it, Sundays or Tuesdays or something like that. It would come on. and um, I would always take the criticism and use it for myself. And I'd go and practice in my room and, you know, listen to their critiquing. Um, so, I don't know. After, like, I just found that voice within me, I was I felt confident in it. And I... I felt confident, confident in my gift, and then when doors started opening up, like the story I said, it was just like, it just felt right. It all just felt like real and right and for me. Absolutely. She is right. She joins us here on the program. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at my name is Rach. So this the so the the um, the tour the the beginnings. Uh, tour this yeah. past spring um, with Pink Sweats. Talk about that. How how much fun was that? That was so much fun. I learned so much about myself, and man, that was a good time. I was terrifying at first, but people were so loving and so accepting. I had a blast. Pink Sweats was really sweet, and his his come up was like so quick too. So it was really nice to see when you know something happens so quick. Happy excitement in somebody's eyes. Um, so I'm very grateful to have been able to go on that tour. Um, that was a huge blessing, and it was just a blast, and the the love was real. So yeah, yeah, no question. Who who are some of your musical influences? Um, right now I love Summer Walker, uh, of course. Um, there's this girl named Joy Crooks. She's really amazing. She's from the UK. Um, I listen to like a little Amy Winehouse, Adele. Um, Mary J. Blige. Um, I really listen to like almost everything. Sonoa, she's really dope. Um, I like to like that's how I even started. I think um, singing myself and finding my voice was just listening to all genres. I used to listen to like rock and Metro Station and pop rock and just finding I don't know finding all the like beauty in the different genres. Yeah. Bob Dylan. Yeah. That's Ella cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really that that like that's really really cool because I think that can help, you know, maybe sort of help to to craft your sound. So like even some of those mm-hmm. um uh, some of that you mentioned Bob Dylan and some of the pop rock and so forth like are, uh, mm-hmm. I ultimately you'll plan I guess maybe to incorporate some of that into your music as well. Yeah, definitely. I think I love all genres. And it's mainly, like, what I really listen to is, like, the things that they did with their voice, like the texture, the way they rolled and, you know, riffed. And so I think all those things are very important. I think that's why people think my voice is so different, because I really practiced, you know, making it different and making it my own and not just, like, trying to sound like anyone else, but really making it my own. Yeah. So now my understanding is you have a new EP forthcoming? I do. I don't have a date yet, but I do have some singles coming, and I don't know exactly when the dates are, but I know that I will be releasing some singles soon that are amazing and I'm really excited about. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the new EP? Yeah. um, (laughs) This is definitely for my girls this EP I talk a lot about <laughs> I talk a lot about um being good by myself being dependent in um and independent excuse me and um I remember I, I showed I showed one of these songs to a guy and he was like oh geez I feel like a piece of crap <laughs> oh wow so, I mean, it's just, like, very powerful music, and it makes me feel confident within yourself, and it makes me feel beautiful, and it makes me feel sexy, and it makes me feel strong, and I hope that it makes whoever listens to it feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah, so what's next for you? I know on your, I think on your Twitter handle, you mentioned, you know, 2020 you're, is the takeover for, for Rach. So, so what's next for you? Um, well, hopefully a tour. I've been working with a touring agency and definitely just releasing this new music. So once the new music is released, I'm sure that there will be a tour of some sort and some dates. Okay. So that is what is next. And recording these music videos 
and geez, yeah, I'm really excited. It's yeah, be fun. Yeah, no doubt, no question. Now, are you are you into sports? I saw that. Yeah, you guys are a sports channel. I'm not too much into sports. Yeah, I'm a really girly girl. I'll watch sports. I will, but um. I don't really know the teams and all that and stats and all that. Well, you got to know. I, I mean, you at least have to know the Patriots and the Celtics, right? Okay. Yes, I, I could. I could do. Yep. Bean Town, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a Celtics game once, so that was cool. That was fun. Okay. When was that? When? When was that? Was that more recently? No, it wasn't too recent. I think it was about three, four years ago when I lived in Boston for a little bit of time. Okay. Okay, so where are you are you in? Where are you now? Um, I'm currently in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, okay. the Berkshire County, um, and yeah, I mean I travel a lot, so I'm rarely ever home. So I'm still living with my parents and just traveling and working and recording and doing what I got to do. That's pretty. See, now you don't hear that a lot when you have you know a national recording artist. You're still living at home, which is cool. Uh, you know, I mean, you could save, you know, save money and all of that kind of stuff. So, you yeah. know, uh, that's that's interesting. What, what, what's sort of that like? Um, I am definitely ready to move, but <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say that I have older parents and I do enjoy um, being able to spend time with them right now because I do notice I'm getting older and it makes me quite sad. Okay. So it's nice to be home right now. Oh, that is absolutely awesome. Well, of course, the current EP is Drive. It is available for download right now. As a matter of fact, why don't you go to the website? My name is Rach.com. Also, follow her on Twitter and Instagram at my name is Rach. Also, she is Rach. She joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Rach, we appreciate the time. Continued success in all you do. Thank you so much, Donald. You're the best. <laughs> R&B singer Rach joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Let's continue here on the program. Got a special guest on the line. He is the Prince of Sophisticated Soul. And as a matter of fact, his EP, Romantique Part 1, is out right now. It's available for download right this moment. I encourage you to go out and get it. I tell you what, he's also got 21 solo albums out over uh, a, 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 a career that has now spanned four decades. He is the one and only Will Downing. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Will, welcome to the program. Man, thank you very much, man. You made me feel old and feel good at the same time, man. I felt good, and it was like, he's been four decades. Like, oh, oh I'm old. No, <laughs> man, seasoned. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, when you can be able to continue to do this, and, you know, when you look at the EP, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, talk about, so you just released uh, the, the single, If She Knew, right? Right, right, correct. Yeah, it's a song that I've done that I recorded many years ago, and folks just love it in concert. So what I did was I remade it and just sort of did it acoustically, so it's got a different sound to it. As one who has had plenty of success uh, over over the years, I've talked about four decades now, with your own songs, what made you decide to, to redo the classic hits, if you will, on this project, Romantic Part 1? Well, it's funny, man, because I listen to a lot of radio, I listen to a lot of other artists, and the art of of men sounding the way I remember when I was young. You know, men had low voices, deep voices, resonant voices. It sounded like men, 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 men. And that's gone. You don't hear it anymore. It's only a handful of us left out there doing that style of music and in that register. So I decided to do like a whole project, which is basically dedicated to baritone vocalists and, and baritone and bass vocalists. So I took all these classic artists and I've remade their classic songs. And I just sort of Will downing eyes it. That's what I you know, made up word, Will downing eyes and, and made it my own. Well, if anybody can can do it, it's you. I, I like actually I like that's a, that's a really good term. 
And, you know, but further, Will, how how did you go about? I mean, because there's so many uh, different songs, there's so many different artists, and we'll talk more about that. But how did you go about selecting the, the particular songs and, and, of course, ultimately the artists? Well, a lot of the songs were songs that I grew up with. And, like, take, for instance, um, You'll Never Find, uh, which was originally done by Lou Rawls. When my father took me to college, <laughs> he had an 8-track in his car. That's how far back we're going. <laughs> and I swear to you, that was one of the 8-tracks he had. I heard Lou Rawls because I lived in, in Brooklyn. I went from Brooklyn to Richmond, Virginia. I heard Lou Rawls and the OJs more times than I can count. When I see when I see Eddie Levert to this day, I stare at him real hard, you know, like I hate him. I haven't heard them, them them songs that many times. So my father was a huge Lou Rawls fan, and you know it was that was an easy one for me. And songs like that that are on the project, they're just songs that I just kind of grew up loving and 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 just growing up with, man. It was just something else to hear, you know. Yeah, no Barry White, Isaac Hayes. I yep. mean, it's just so many. So many. So what's your favorite song off this CD? Man, they ain't a loser on there, brother. They, they're <laughs> like my kids. I love them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no question. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. The one and only Will Downing joining us here on Box to Row as we're going to step aside, take a small pause for the calls, come back and continue the conversation with Will Downing right here. Box to Row Style, H-U-R Voices, Sirius XM Channel 141. This is insane. All you did was say hello. Speak my name. Feeling your love like a love I used to know long ago. Um, so for you, can, can speak to, you know, you you came out first in the in the latter part of the 80s and still doing your thing, as I mentioned, 21 albums, man. Can you speak to sort of um, your thoughts on sort of uh, contemporary R&B today? Well, it's weird, man. It's the R&B today. I don't recognize. I mean, I grew up, you know, with a particular sound in my head that was kind of drummed into my head, you know, from listening to a lot of black radio um, and and the like. So the the sound that I hear that they're calling R&B, I don't know what this is, to be brutally honest with you. I mean, yeah. there was a certain flair or a certain cachet that we had when we did what we were doing in the early 80s and, and even further back to 70s or 60s, even then, you know what I mean? There was a sound. And... For some reason, it hasn't translated to the new, young, up-and-coming artists, uh, at, at least in a major way. I'm not going to say they've completely abandoned the format, but it's it's certainly different. You know what I mean? And, and obviously, getting music today is different, and, you know, the different formats that we have. You know, obviously, I grew up with cassettes and, and A-tracks and vinyl, and then eventually, you know, CDs. And then now we're into the age of, of, of MP3s and, you know, and... You know, now folks are just streaming music. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's just a whole nother animal, and you just have to adjust. You know, uh, I I think I'm I'm doing fairly well with taking today's technology and sound and incorporating incorporating it with the way we used to do things in a classic way. So it's a it's a hybrid. So. Uh, that's the way I, I kind of do what I do, and that's the way I feel about today's R&B. No question about it. That's the voice of the one and only Will Downing joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. The EP Romantique Part 1 is available right now. Talk, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the duet with Avery Sunshine from Dion Warwick's hit Deja Vu and what led you uh, to choose to do this song and in the manner in which you did it. Well, Avery, that's my singing partner. We've done about, this is probably our third duet together over the last three or four years. So that's my singing partner. I love, love, love her voice. And I think the marriage of our voices together is incredible. Um, I decided to do that classic song, Deja Vu, as you said, which is primarily known uh, from Dionne Warwick. Oddly enough, um, Isaac Hayes wrote that song. 
And there was a clip on YouTube of Isaac and um, Dion doing a song together on, like, some TV show. And it just hit me, like, you know, man, we should redo this again. I don't think anyone has really heard it in a, on a, in a major way as a duet. So it kind of gave the song new life. It gave me a great interpretation uh, to do of the classic song. So uh, hopefully people love it as much as we enjoyed and love doing it. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about the current tour, the cities you're going to be in, et cetera. Man, the tour never ends, man. As long as they're sending bills to my house, <laughs> or, I, or I say Williams, they, they're too big to be bills. They, they're full grown to be abbreviated. As long as they keep sending Williams to my house, we're going to be somewhere. So uh, I'm pretty much, uh, I'm on the road. Ooh, I can't even count the amount of shows that we do. But I'm a little bit of everywhere. The next date that we have, I'm playing Vegas next week. Uh, I got L.A., uh, Napa, uh, Detroit. Yeah, if you, the easiest way to find out where I'm going, and I have to check it myself, I go to my own website. And go to willdowning.com <laughs> and click on tour, and it tells me where I'm going. So it'll, t- it'll certainly tell you as well. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. So now when can we expect part two of Romantic? I am putting the finishing touches on part two even as we speak. I'm looking to have it out the latter part of February, the early part of March. So I'm literally, when I hang up the phone with you, I'm getting behind the mic and I'm going to finish singing these last couple of lines, and that's it. And then we're going to mix this thing, and we're going to put this cake out. That's what we're going to do. Man, that is pretty cool. What does it mean to you, you know, again, still being able to go on tour and all of that to have fans come out and really support you? But not only that, man, you're also gaining New fans. We, we we sort of talked about, you know, your four decades and so forth, but, I mean, you're gaining new fans also. Yeah, man, I, man it's, it's a real blessing. I mean, I know you hear a lot of people say, yeah, it's a blessing. I mean, honestly, this is something that I've dreamt of doing for years, you know, from, like, my days of literally coming out of high school. Um, I've dreamed, kind of had this dream of be, being a recording artist and to be able to have made a living and to support my family. And this is all I do. I do music every day and all day for the last, you know, since really 1988 when my first solo record came out. So, man, it's a real blessing. And, you know, we go out on stage and we go out on tour. Uh, we start doing songs and folks start singing along. And it's like it's a testament to, you know, all the hard work that, that we've put in over the years. And I say we because... Uh, you know, I have an amazing band and amazing producers and co-producers that I've worked with over the years, so I don't take all the credit. Uh, so when we hit the stage and we hear people singing along, it lets you feel, it lets us know that we've done it right. You know what I mean? It's just a, an amazing feeling. Yep, the Prince of Sophisticated Soul, the one and only Will Downing, joins us here on the program Free. Can I take you all the way back to Free? Is that is that too oh, much? Oh man, we're going back to '88, huh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> What do you remember? What do you remember? That was that was the first. Wasn't that the first one, right? That was the very first one. You know what I remember about that that album in that year? I had hair and I had good <laughs> hair back then. <laughs> and then I had kids and then it all fell out. <laughs> no, man. It was, I, before I released my very first solo record in '88, I was primarily known as a uh, background vocalist. And as like, um, I would put out records under pseudo names. So I've had probably about six singles out under assumed names. I was everybody under the sun. And in 88, or really 87, uh, I was given the opportunity to do a solo record. And uh, Free, the classic song by Denise Williams, was the very first song that I released in 88. Absolutely. Now, I got to take you back. What, what are your, and, and this is to say like, you know, we're heavy, and I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm a Morgan State grad, heavy into HBCUs. Think I know yeah. who went everywhere and, and all that. Did not know that you went to Virginia Union, which is outstanding. Uh, so what about, what do you remember most about those days at VUU? What was interesting about Union for me, uh, as I said before, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. I'm born and raised and bred in Brooklyn, New York. So I used to spend my summers in the South, where my relatives was, uh, were, but I, I didn't, not for extended, extended periods of time. So we go for a few weeks in the summer, and then you come back to New York. So when I graduated high school, I was going into the Marines, and but I was too young, and my parents wouldn't sign the consent form. So I... I ran into a teacher of mine that I that gone to high school who taught me in high school, and he had suggested like, "Hey man, 
there's a school in Richmond, Virginia, who would be interested in taking you on. You know, they're looking for art students, which is what I was. I studied the arts in high school. And I said, man, you can go for free. I was like, you kidding me. So I ran off to Richmond, Virginia. So the whole lifestyle of the South as being a hardcore New Yorker was just like the biggest wake-up call ever. And I made some amazing friends down there, and it, it made me concentrate on life. It gave me some focus. And, man, I, and we're friends. I'm friends with these people to this day. And it was just the best life experience you could ever have, man. I loved going to Virginia Union, man. I loved every moment of it. Big Man, that's awesome. Big shout-out, of course, to HBCUs. Um, so, and, and I think Union had a – had I think at the time you were going there, they had a they had already won a national championship. Had a pretty good. I was gonna say, go on and say it. CIAA <laughs> champions. <laughs> Don't be afraid to say it. Let it out. No, Let no, it out. No, not only that, national champs too. They they got like four of those over the time. Uh, so, yeah. So did you go to many CIAA tournaments? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just, see, when I was there, man. You know, Oakley was there. Yeah. So, man, he was like the dude to watch. You know what I mean? And and but what was so interesting about the school that I went to and, and we didn't even, it wasn't even big enough. We didn't have our own band. <laughs> so <laughs> you walk across the street and we played on we didn't have our own field. We played on like the high school field, <laughs> you know, right. across the street from the school, man. So just to imagine these players that came out of Union some of them going pro, whether it be in basketball or football, whatever it may be. And then even the, the, the ladies' basketball team, unfreaking believable to this day. Yeah. You know, so, man, an amazing school, amazing athletes. You find amazing talent all over the world, all over the country. Yeah, no question. Speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Charles Oakley, so he ultimately went to – uh, went to the, ultimately that is went to the Knicks. So are you are you a, now being a New Yorker? Are you a Knicks fan? I I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, past tense was. Yeah, man. The, the the Dolan family. They uh, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. As I said, I'm a hardcore New Yorker. I, I it's hard for me to fathom that a major metropolis, a major city, we don't have a star. <laughs> we don't have a star. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not knocking the players, the young players that are coming in, you know, RJ, you know, love them. You know, a good good player, but like we don't have a legitimate star, man. It's just it's just hard to swallow, man. So I kind of stopped being a, a a Knicks fan, man. I follow the Nets more than I follow the Knicks. I was going to say you're a Brooklyn guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and when I, you know, I'm, I'm a resident of Jersey now, and when the Nets played out here, and they called it called the Swamp, you know, I literally lived like two exits away from the Swamp, man, and that's when nobody was going to the games, when they were, the, you know, the Jersey Nets, you know, with Drazen Petrovic back in the day, them days, and man, you can get there, and, and hell, if you got there early enough, you could probably suit up and play. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm a net fan, man. I, I, they, they, ain't, they ain't playing worth a darn. They lost seven in a row, but <laughs> they're entertaining to watch. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be all right, you know. You know, Kevin Durant will be there, and you know, I don't know. I don't know what um, Irving. I have Kyrie. no idea what Kyrie's. I have no idea what he's doing. Well, I mean, he's hurt, but is he really a hurt? Days ago, it was it was his shoulder. Right. You know, some. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm not really sure, man. That dude is. He's unbelievably talented, but he's had, like, the most interesting career, you know, for such a talented and gifted young man, man. I, I don't get it. I hope that those two hit the floor together and, and with the combination of Dinwiddie and, and the fro, and, you know, we can we can make a little noise in a couple of years, but it's, it's definitely going to be a couple of years. But, hell, it'll be before the Knicks do. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> Lastly, Will, we appreciate the time. The one and only Will Downing joining us here on the program. Going into your fifth decade, how have you grown as an artist and as a person? Well, I think that I've learned who I am as a recording artist, and I know what I do best and what people expect of me. When you first start out, you don't really have a clue. I mean, you're basically just throwing caution to the wind. You're throwing, up, throwing stuff against the wall, and if something sticks, then great which is what I did initially. And then people kind of, they, they gravitate towards things that they love about you. 
and it kind of shapes you into who you are as a recording artist. So now I'm completely focused. I know what I'm doing. I know what they want from me. I love it. I don't have to alter my sound to follow whatever the new trends are. You know, I just be me. And I've had a career of 30, 33 years doing this now. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with it. I'm I'm grateful that it's all worked out for me, you know, and, and so I, I've certainly learned a lot over that, that period of time. So I'm grateful and, and, and very, very, very grateful. I'm just going to say that. Absolutely. The... Of course, EP is Romantique Part 1. It is available right now at WillDowning.com. Check out his tour dates. He's all over the place coming up on Vegas. He'll be in VA. He'll be all over the country. Check him out. He is the one and only Will Downing. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Will, appreciate the time, man. Continued success in all you do. Man, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Go Nets! No, <laughs> <laughs> Go Morgan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, Will, this was great, man. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, sir. Actress Paola Nunez is up next. It's Donald Ware from the Press Box to Press Row. Let's continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row, of course. The film Bad Boys for Life in theaters now. And one of the stars of the film, as a matter of fact, you've seen her in the TV series The Sun. You've seen her in the TV series The Purge, where she played Esme Carmona. And, of course, she plays the role, uh, the role I should say, of Rita in Bad Boys for Life. She is Paola Nunez. She joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Paola, welcome to the program. Hi, Donald. How are you? I am doing so awesome, and I, I know you've been on this, like, media whirlwind, and you're all over the place, and the movie is out, and it's got a lot of great reviews. I'm a huge Bad Boys fan, going back to the sure. first one in 95 and the second one in 2003. This one was excellent. Speak about your role as Rita. Who is Rita in this film? Well, uh, yeah, I play Rita Sicada. She's a cop. She's more about, um, she's head of ammo. And uh, this is like a, a, a small, specialized elite group that uses all the technology, the technology and all the the advances that uh, for policing nowadays. And it's like almost like the counterpart of Michael Larry, like Will Smith's character, which is like he's more of all the old school kind of ways, and Rita is the new school. And they had a previous relationship, which makes it more complicated because now she comes back as boss to be part of a mission, and that doesn't make any of them happy. Yeah. You know, I thought that one of the interesting things was that they didn't really, like like in the film, they didn't really speak about, in depth at least, about the relationship between your character, Rita, and Mike Lowry, Will Smith character. Yeah, um, you don't get to see what happened. Uh, you just see the tension between them, right. which I thought it was really interesting. So there was something that there maybe is something still. They they have some feelings for each other, but maybe he wasn't ready to commit in the moment. But you also see him going to that transition during the movie, which is pretty cool. You get to see him how he changes at the end. Which, which makes you think that maybe in the future they can be together or not. At least now they just get along better. At did, the end of the movie, they just get along. Did you have to uh, try out for this role, or did the producers reach out? How did you land this role? I, you know, I, I wish I was in a position of getting offers right now. <laughs> well, but, you will be. Now, you will be. <laughs> I have to be honest, I, I, I've only been here for four years, and like you said, I was in The Purge, The Sun was my first TV show, and then The Purge, actually, uh, the, the Purge came after Bad Boys, but I auditioned for Bad Boys, you know, uh, the, my agents, I have really good agents, they sent me the audition, and I never thought I was going to book it, because yeah, I am, like you, a big fan of the franchise, I saw the first one many times. And I'm a big fan of Martin and Will, and I was a big fan of their shows, their sitcoms back in the day. 
So I never thought I was going to get that lucky. But then I read about, and also I didn't visualize myself playing Rita at first because I thought she was only like the, you know, the girl, the nice girl, the, the cute girl that needs to be saved, like in all of the action movies that we see nowadays. But, uh, but then I read more about her and I, and then I was like, oh, wow, this is actually, Rita is actually uh, a character with depth. She's not only playing the love interest, she's much, much more. She's smart, she's strong, she's, she's the leader of the team. And that's when I said, oh, my God, I would love to play her. And then I met Will, and we had chemistry, and that was that. I got the role. Awesome. That the voice of Paola Nunez. She plays the role of Rita in Bad Boys for Life. It's in theaters now. She joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. I want to talk more um, about the film, but I gotta ask you this. I think you brought up a great point. So you you look at the first Bad Boys, and you look at you know Taya Leone, and then Gabrielle Union in the second one. Although she, Gabrielle was 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 sort of a star um, when uh, when that film came out, but not so much when you're talking about Taya Leone. So to the point, you've only been here. You mentioned for about four years. Can you speak to that? And then uh, you know this is a film that. Uh, I believe in the part that you played can really help to propel your career like it, in fact, did for Taya Leone. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a huge thing for me. Uh, the rest of the cast, well, you saw the movie, the rest of the cast is already well-established in the industry. I'm the new one. Well, me and maybe Jacob, who's great in the movie, he plays the villain. So for me, yeah, for me, this is a huge opportunity. You never know what's going to happen after our, after this, but... Definitely being a franchise like Bad Boys uh, is something that can help me. Um, and I'm really proud of, of the work also. It was like Rita, playing Rita was, because like you said, the first question was like, well, we don't get to see much of the of, of what happened, the relationship uh, between Wilson's character and Rita and my character. So for me, it was all about like, how do I make this, uh, this character interesting without saying a lot? So how do I give her that depth? Without how how can I, I translate my emotions without saying the having all those lines all those all the dialogue, so that was for me the hardest thing to do. But I'm pretty happy with the results. When I saw it, I was like, okay. And I think the movie that I think I love the movie. I think it's great. I, I I think that the chemistry between Will and Martin is like spot on. It was just such a great opportunity for me just to work with them and see how they are uh, like on set and how how great they are together and and that was for me. I, I feel that I already won, you know. Yeah, you know, and and for me, more awesomeness with respect to Bad Boys for Life. Already a huge fan, but I, I really love the diversity among the cast. I mean, all of the leads and most of the stars are are, are people of color. Can you speak to that? It was just great. You know, when I read the script, I was kind of worried. The only thing that worried me was, like, you know, I didn't want it to be, like, this stereotype of, you know, Mexico and the cartels. And for me, being Mexican is like, oh, that, that, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see that again. I don't want the, the bad rep that Mexico already has to be even worse. But then me playing the cop and playing the good one and playing uh, the female lead as a Mexican actor also talks about the opportunity and the and the and the range of characters that now we are being offered also uh, uh, as Latino actors uh, and that talks about also a, a great development in the industry and the real inclusiveness that we are living now and that was not here before like I, I really feel that you know the act, the Latina actresses that or actors that came before us were opening doors, and now we're here. Like Kate, Kate Del Castillo and I, yep. she's playing the the villain. I'm playing the the leading lady, and we're all like huge roles in this movie. And that we're, I feel that we're giving a voice to our culture and our country, and and that feels good. No, it's a beautiful thing. Paola Nunez joins us here on the program. Follow her on Twitter. At Paola Nunez, as a matter of fact, you know, in preparing for this interview, one of the interviews that I saw you now, you've been outspoken in terms of the pay gap between what Latina women receive and then what men receive. You mentioned it was something like 54 cent for, for, for every, every dollar Yeah, that, that the men receive. Speak about that. Well, I feel that it's, it's part of what I was yeah talking about, about the 
you know, it's a task and it's a, it's a fight that we are fighting. It's slow, but like I said, the actors, the Latina actors that came before us, the, the women especially, opened the doors like Salma opened the doors thanks to her. I'm here and, take, and thanks to uh, Kate and I, maybe it's going to be easier for other actresses. And then we're going to, you know, we have to start worrying about the money that we deserve as Latina actresses also and just the quality of uh, of our work. And it's all also a, a state of mind, I feel. Being here, we should, uh, like, I am super grateful that I am working uh, as a Latina actor. But also, I am grateful, but I also value my work and I also value who I am. So I think as Latinos in general, especially women that work, not only uh, uh, actresses, but like workers here in, in the States, we have to value our work and demand get paid as we deserve what we deserve yeah a couple of last thoughts and I, unfortunately for me didn't have a chance to see the purge but understand it was absolutely outstanding and of course i mentioned your role as esme carmona how much fun did you have uh with that and that you know again that program got a lot of really great reviews you know i've been working as an actor for 20 years i have never had so much fun like the fun I had and, and this uh, uh, showing the purge. And this is the first time I, I go into this genre of, you know, like, well, I don't, I, I don't even, is it terror and gore? I don't know what, what it is, but it was so fun. And Blumhouse was so good to me. And the actors is such a shame that every season is like a new cast because I'm really going to miss being part of, of the purge family. It was amazing to shoot that show. And I, and I'm really proud of it. I, I rarely see the things that I do, but this time I, I actually saw the whole season and I, and I loved it. And I have to say that the fans were, I mean, fans of the purge are like so nice. <laughs> and I got a really, a, a new fan, a, a new base, a new fan base because of the show and they're super loving and, and they're just fun. And we went to Comic-Con and it was fantastic and it was such a good experience. But I do think that I got the purge thanks to Bad Boys. I think that it already opened up. And I told Will this has been opening doors for me that I never thought were going to open. And so I hope 2020 is good for me. I think it will be. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I know it's going to be. Then lastly, that yeah. now I was reading, are you into extreme <laughs> sports? I think I was reading that anyway. You know, I was not so much right now. I got an, I almost got sued by a, by a production in Mexico because I was doing downhill uh, mountain biking and uh, I was shooting movies, so I broke my little finger. And they almost, yeah, because they actually make you sign in your contract is that you cannot practice any extreme sports while you are shooting. And I always knew that, but I never cared. <laughs> but then I got in trouble. Oops. And then I said, maybe I should stop because also I'm an actor and I shouldn't risk it anymore. And also I got older and now I've forced, when I was younger, I was fearless. But now I'm like actually thinking about what if I break a, you know, a bone or what if, what if something happens to my face? I'm not going to work anymore. So I just, I, I want to say I just became martyr <laughs> that is awesome we'll check her out in bad boys for life she plays the role of rita big things coming for her in 2020 and beyond she is paola nunez joins us here on from the press box to press row paola we really appreciate the time continued success in all you do thank you so much i really really appreciate your time Donald. appreciate you paola i gotta run thank you to will downing also, Rach, for joining us today here on Box to Row. Switch over to Sirius XM Channel 142 in an hour for a different Box to Row. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications. Oh, well.